Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Good evening. Thank you for coming tonight. Thank you for tuning in via live stream. I really appreciate this privilege and opportunity. If you have your Bible, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 4, 1 to 7. 7. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. If you got it, shout amen. If you don't, say wait. Amen. Okay, let's read. It's quite a bit of scripture. It says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you will shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels. Set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who had brought the vessels to her. And she poured it out. Now it came to pass that when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is no more. So the oil stopped. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt, and your sons live on the rest. Now, tonight I want to minister about something that God put specifically in my heart. This is a new message, so be, have mercy on me. But I'm going to minister tonight on the God's supernatural protection and his provision. Now, I have to apologize in advance. I am an evangelist. I am not a professor of theology. Tonight, I'm aiming right at your, I'm not aiming for your head. I'm aiming right at your heart. And in these crazy times that we're living in, I believe that the word of God could feed our very soul. Especially now with all the chaos happening, we have direction, we have guidance from the word of God. In this pandemic of fear that we're experiencing every single day where the cure is almost as worse as the sickness. And I mean, we are living in such a unique time. There's no other time like this. I mean, in 2008, we have seen the God of money and mammon get humbled before the whole world of financial crisis. But now we are seeing all of the false gods of society and of America be crumbled before our very eyes. I mean, there's the God of education. There's the God of entertainment. And also with the God of money. And all of this, as, we, as it unfolds every single day, we are seeing these false gods failing men and women. Now, thank God, in the middle of all of this madness, 
God still has supernatural protection and supernatural provision for the people of God. Aren't you glad tonight that you came to church or clicked on live stream? Maybe some of you are on live stream watching with yoga pants on. But aren't you glad you're tuning in? Now, first thing I want to set into stone is that God always takes care of his people. If you are a child of God, born again believer, then God will take care of you. We are a part of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is not a declining kingdom. All throughout the history of the world, there have been kingdoms that have risen up in power, whether it's the kingdom of Rome, the kingdom of Greece, or Babylon. And all of these kingdoms have risen up in power only to fall down straight on its face. But God's kingdom is still moving forward. It's not a declining kingdom. It's continuing to go on the advance Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus was saying that we are the advancing kingdom. We are the one bringing the battle to the enemy. We are bringing the battle to his gate. He's not bringing it to ours. I mean, maybe this is a bad illustration, but how many of you remember when you were kids and before you were saved, you're, you're in the neighborhood and you really want to beat up a certain kid. So you, you go to his house in his front gate and then you call him out and then it's on. That's what Jesus was talking about. He's saying we are the advancing kingdoms. We are bringing the battle to the enemy. We're going to the devil's house which is painted pink and yellow polka dots. And if you listen closely, all he's doing is listening to Gay Elton John music. And we're bringing the battle to the enemy. This, listen, the devil is a liar and so is Nancy Pelosi. God is still on the throne. God still has a plan for the church. And the kingdom of God is going forward. Yes, there may be setbacks. There may be challenges because of the pandemic, because of the corona. But still, God has a plan. God is not in heaven freaking out. What am I going to do about this corona? God's not stockpiling toilet paper in heaven. If anyone needs toilet paper, we need to send that to CNN because all their news stinks every single day. You know, someone asked me, uh, aren't you worried about the times that we're living in? Aren't you afraid? I said, you know, living out in the islands, we've went through several different natural disasters. I mean, super typhoons and hurricanes just devastating the islands. I mean, we, we had one time we had no power for six months. Every single day, our diet was barbecue spam. I mean, we had to drink coconut water. This was before it was cool, not by choice. And so I'm not really too worried. I mean, if we get to that level, then I'll really start to pray. But in the midst of it, God will take care of us. Now, I know that this virus is dangerous and it is deadly. And the nations are on a race to try and create a vaccine that will help with this pandemic. But as the church, we have the cure. We have the answer. And that's in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. The blood still has the power to deliver from the coronavirus. The blood still has the power even to deliver from corona bottles. 
There is a flow that floods uh, from Emmanuel's veins. Uh, sinners take that plunge uh, and wash away all their guilty stains. Uh, thank God uh, we still have uh, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I'm not worried about COVID uh, because I'm covered uh, by the precious blood. In South Africa, many, many years ago, this horrible pandemic was sweeping the land. And in the midst of it, people were dying left and right. And in the middle of that, there was this man of God named Evangelist John G. Lake. And they would always ask him. He would pray for the people to get healed. And they would always wonder, why isn't he dropping dead? Why isn't he dying or getting sick? And he told them, I have something more powerful than anything of this world. I got the blood of Jesus. And he told them to take he even told them to take the virus and put it in his hand and as they put that virus in his hand and put the microscope they saw the virus shrivel up and die we have the cure we have the answer and that's his precious blood God will give us supernatural protection and with that protection comes provision from the beginning of creation to exodus out of Egypt, to the promised land and beyond, God always takes care of his people. Hudson Taylor, he said, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's provision. I remember when I was pioneering my second church in Hawaii, my my wife was pregnant and she had a little trouble and and she had to give birth. And so when, when my wife gave birth at the time, I was pioneering, uh, my son was, he was born premature, and so he was probably born only three and a half pounds. I mean, me and my wife were praying for a baby, but we're like, sheesh, Lord, we didn't ask for you to send it on Amazon Prime. I mean, it's a little bit too early. And so he, he's been, he, you know, he's so small, so he's in the hospital for almost three months. And at the end, and this is a very nice hospital, but not with a very nice bill. At the end of those three months, I got a letter in the mail that says, you owe us $256,000. Quarter of a million dollars. People ask me all the time, are you going to have any kids? I said, uh, that's an expensive baby. I'm going to stick to that one for now. I didn't have the money. I didn't even have enough for the first payment. But I knew uh, that God would supernaturally provide uh, as I was working for his kingdom. And I would get all of these letters in the mail saying, when are you going to pay? And then eventually one glorious letter came in. Uh, I opened up that letter and it said, you, pay, you owe us 256000 You owe 0.00. I didn't even ask who paid for it. I didn't care. I just said, case closed. Uh, let's go on for Jesus. I think the only thing I had to pay for was the circumcision. I said, that's easy. Give me my samurai sword. I'll do that myself. <laughs> no more money for those. <laughs> Matthew 6, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom, and then all of these things will be added unto you. You seek, God adds. You seek and then God adds. Say it with me. You seek, and then God adds. You know, we use that scripture a lot of the time for, uh, we use it to encourage people, Matthew 6, about the will of God. And yes, that is, but you need to read the whole chapter. Because in that chapter, Jesus describes what it means to seek God. 
and to simplify it, he, he says, this is how we seek God. It's in our relationship with God when we pray, when we fast, and when we give. When we incorporate these things in our Christian walk with God, and, and we, when we do these things, uh, this is how we seek God. And Jesus said uh, that all of these things, you do it unto God and not unto men. He says, you don't do this so that you could be super spiritual. This is not so that you could show off to others how anointed and appointed you are. He says, this is how we seek God. And then he tells us as we do these things, God will add to our lives. And in the Greek, that word, which means God adds to you, it literally means that God will do it again. He'll do it repeatedly and he'll do it even more. As we seek God and his will, God supernaturally adds these things into our life. In church, we, we live our lives in church service by service. And serving God, we also live our lives provision by provision. Now there are two ultimate pro, providers in our life. Two ultimate sources of provision for any person in this world. That's God and that's mammon. And that's why Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon. You can't do both. It's either one or the other. But people are, they, they, that's why people don't serve God. It's because it's so easy to have the spirit of mammon as your provider. That spirit of mammon has all the characteristics of God. I mean, it actually copies God. Money promises protection and security. Money promises healing by constant uh, medical attention. Money promises all of these things, and it's just trying to imitate God. But the thing is, is that money and mammon is always limited. Money cannot speak to you. Mammon uh, cannot heal you. Mammon uh, doesn't care about you. And in this crucial hour that we are living in, uh, we need to learn uh, how to trust God uh, even more. I mean, I know there's a, there's a challenge every single day, uh, what, what's going to happen on the news. Uh, but in the midst of this crisis uh, and this chaos, uh, we could learn uh, to trust God even more. The great evangelist, apostle of faith, Smith Wigglesworth, uh, he told the story. He had hundreds and hundreds of dollars of debt because of the ministry. And one day he met this very wealthy Christian business person. He ministered to him and then it was done. Many of his family were asking him, they were saying, did that man, get, did God speak to him to give you an amount or, or bless you in any way? He says, no. And he said, how come you didn't ask him? And Smith Wigglesworth said, every great man of God learned to trust God for every provision. Even when he could have asked, he says, no, I'm going to trust God. And God supernaturally provided. Let's get back to our story. Here's this woman. She has a very desperate need. And she comes to Elisha. And Elisha looks at her. And he gives her the answer. And he says, what do you have in your house? Now, every day you will either look at the problem or you will look at the provision. The choice is yours. It's either you're going to see the problem or either you're going to see the provision. And the thing about problems is that problems are obvious. You see it everywhere you go. The stores are running out of food. They're running out of toilet paper. You know, I'm a traveling evangelist. I can give you 20 different substitutes for toilet paper. Talk to me after the service. I'll hook you up. 
provision is not obvious. Provision is in the hidden where God lives. Elisha, and you got to look at Elisha. It was kind of offensive. I mean, Elisha asked this woman, what do you have in your house? Now, if it was any one of us, we would have been like, oh, hello, Captain Obvious. The creditors took everything. They took the furniture. They took the food. Some of us, they want to take the kids, but that's a whole other story. They took everything. And then now Elisha is saying, what do you have in your house? But I like this woman's response because she says, all I have left is oil. These creditors were after everything. And the reason why they didn't take the oil is because this woman hid it from them. And the oil in scripture is always, it always describes the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is how God will empower us to live victoriously. Even in this hour, it's the precious Holy Spirit that will move and that will provide. The Bible, Jesus describes the Holy Spirit as being the comforter. Why does he describe him as being the comforter? Because God knows that in right now, in 2020, right now in your life, you will be uncomfortable. You don't know where the money's going to come in. You don't know what the next news announcement's going to be. There's where our back is up against the wall, and it's in these uncomfortable situations. We're always looking for the answer on the outside. We're always looking for the answer in the natural. But Jesus said, I've given you the greatest person to fight the battle with you. He'll never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He's the comforter, the paraclete, the precious Holy Spirit. And this is the finest hour of the Holy Spirit. Jesus even described the Holy Spirit as being the helper. And I want to tell every person here tonight uh, and on live stream watching in your yoga pants that help is on the way. God's help is on the way. And that help is coming through the name of the Holy Spirit. When it comes to provision, God is always unpredictable. Many of the times uh, we put God in a box and we expect God to move in the way that we put him into or we hold him hostage. But Jesus is not a domesticated cat. Jesus, the Bible describes him as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He will move. He He will absolutely provide in supernatural ways if we only trust him. I always get I always get a good laugh when I hear business people. They talk about how all of their creative ideas brought their business flourishing. All their creative ideas brought in money. I always laugh because God is the creator. And the ways that God could provide for your life is in thousands of different ways. You think God is going to do one thing and then he goes in another way. You think God's going to come through the door? He takes the window. There are thousands of ways that God could provide for you. And provision a lot of the times is unpredictable. We have all of the right and the privilege of believing God for favor. Especially now when it's almost as dark as midnight. God will give you favor. Psalm 512, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. 
In your life right now, you need to believe and expect the supernatural favor of God. Everywhere you go, when you wake up in the morning, know that the favor of God is on your side. It's undeserved favor. We don't deserve it. Jesus gives it to us because of what he did on the cross. But that favor will go with you. I like the story. Back to our story. This woman. Notice that as she continued to pour, the miracles continue. As you continue to pour out your praise, pour out your worship, pour out your offerings, pour out your life, the miracles will continue in Jesus' name. It's only when we stop pouring uh, that the flood uh, gates of heaven will stop. Uh, so we need to continue to pour even more. Yes, there's more challenges, uh, but the kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent uh, take it by force. Uh, our faith uh, could grow to another different level now, right now. God is our source. God is our ultimate source of provision, not the government. Not our penchant. God is our ultimate source. And if God is your ultimate source, no matter what happens, uh, you will have an unshaking confidence. One of the first names uh, announced in the Bible from Abraham was Jehovah Jireh, which literally means God my provider. This was not only a name, but this was a place in Israel where Abraham got that revelation. And every one of us, uh, we can live uh, in that place of God's constant provision uh, every single day. Just last week, I was doing a revival in North Phoenix for uh, Pastor Stevenson's church. And one of the, the meetings, we prayed for one precious lady in the church that God will preserve her in the job site. That same night that we prayed for her, the very next day she comes uh, in the revival meeting and she says, you never guess what happened. My boss, uh, they, they, they let everyone else go. And I was the only one that stayed and had the keys. God will provide. He is our provider. I mean, Jesus, he took care of 12 men everywhere he went. I mean, men could eat. And Jesus took very, very good care of them. He, he, there was never a time where Jesus lacked provision. God makes it so simple. He says, all we have to do is believe. We believe God. We seek God. And then he will make it happen. Now I close. One powerful man of God that really impacted my life was, was this man, uh, was a Palauan pastor. His name was Wilterson Harmerdal. He's pastoring a revival church in, in J.P. Nagar, India. And before that, he was pastoring a church in this little bitty island called the Island of Yap. Does anyone know where that island's at? No? I get it. This island's in the middle of nowhere. In this island, their minimum wage every single day is only 70 cents. 70 cents, and that's if you're qualified, and that's if you're skilled. And so he's pastoring this church. He has just a handful of people. And one day, he meets the, the mega church pastor, the big church pastor of that island. And so he asked this big church pastor, hey, uh, just curious, how much did you guys take in last month? This pastor said, uh, oh, man, last month was a good month. The people really gave. We took in $25. They had hundreds of people. Only 70 cents minimum wage. And so then the pastor asked, Pastor Wilton, how much did you take in? He says, well, last month we took in almost $800. 
I preached there and they gave me a love offering and I looked at that love offering and I said, where did the people get this money from? Supernatural provision. I preached also in this other, this itty bitty island called Palau. Palau is in the middle of nowhere once again. I mean, this church, they see revival every single service. They only get like $2.50 once again if you're lucky. Everybody lives their life just fishing. There's no Starbucks or Walmarts. Pray for them. Persecution, right? They, one, uh, one service in one normal offering they had, it, just, it was just an offering just out of the blue. They took in $3,900 just like that. God knows how to provide for you. God sees your life. And in the middle of all of your battle, God will move. Now I close, and this is my last closing, I promise. That scripture, that story, I really believe that God will, that I really believe that that's prophetic. Church, listen to me. Live stream, listen to me. If you continue to pour, if you continue to pour, the miracles will continue in Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.